0: Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. there. Thank you for joining us this week. I have a fun solo episode that we just get to talk today or I get to talk, you get to listen. And I titled this episode as things I have told clients that have shocked them. We're going to talk about different foods, but one of the first is a foundation of my teachings. It is a mindset to be formed when we are first letting go of those diet rules you know, those rules that we learned growing up when we were maybe trying to eat healthier or trying to lose weight. Remember back in the 80s when fat was demonized and then it takes a total turn and carbs are demonized. And I want to say here, this is kind of drop the mic. Food doesn't have morals. So if you eat so-called good foods, that does not make you a better person and if you eat so-called bad foods that doesn't make you a bad person and really let that sink in this is a message that i keep repeating and i'm you're probably like yes stacy we know we've heard this message many times in your episodes before but again let that sink in so we are not telling our kids this message we are showing them and telling them that food is food. It doesn't have morals. And that is such a great message, such a foundational piece to building your lifelong health. So let's talk about the food. This is where it gets a lot of fun. This is where I like to provide the science-based information part of it when we're talking about food. First, we are going to talk about three starchy vegetables Mm, they get a bad rap. And I want to focus on the health benefits. Now, when I say starchy, you're thinking, oh, yeah, I know. She's going to talk about those heavier vegetables that have more carbs in them because I'm supposed to eat the vegetables that are no carbs or the green ones, okay? Um, the first one is green peas. They are seeds that come from a legume plant. And they actually have an impressive nutrient profile, rich in antioxidants. In one half cup of peas, they provide 62 calories, four grams of fiber, four grams of protein, 7% of the RDIs recommended daily intake of iron, 12% RDI of folate, and other sources of vitamin A, vitamin K, vitamin C. I mean manganese, and phosphorus. Because they are a legume, without confusing you too much, if you hear any negatives about how you should not eat legumes because they contain two ingredients called phytic acid and lectins, and sometimes these nutrients may inhibit the absorption of other nutrients. However, when you eat cooked peas, the levels are much lower. And FYI, if you're eating a bunch of legumes interference of the nutrient absorption is more likely to happen because the more you eat. But let's be honest, let's not deter us from eating these beneficial vegetables because many of us have problems in getting in more colors and more nutrient dense foods. So enjoy those peas in your soups or dishes and all the good stuff. The second one is it's corn. A big lump of nubs. It has the juice and The nutrients, I'm sorry, I just had to go there because (laughs) right when I typed out it's corn, the rest just kind of flowed there. (laughs) Um, There are two major plant carotenoids, those aka antioxidants that hold huge benefits. They are called xanthins and lutein. Sometimes I'm not very good at saying them, but two nutrients that have been linked to improve eye health. They are antioxidants that have been shown in many studies to help protect your eyes from the oxidative damage produced by blue light. They also keep your eyes healthy to prevent from age-related diseases such as cataracts and macular degeneration. So in the long term, they really help keep our eyes healthy as we get older. The third starchy vegetable, what do you think it is? What am I missing here? (laughs) Good old potatoes. Not only are potatoes delicious, and so easy to make for a quick and filling side at any meal. They are fairly inexpensive. Like other vegetables, they are rich in antioxidants, but one very unique characteristic about potatoes that many people do not know, they contain resistant starch that may help reduce insulin resistance and improve blood sugar control. Okay, I feel like I'm saying the same words back and forth, but the thing is... Um, when you have insulin resistance, that is known as maybe pre-diabetes, or if it gets really to the effect, it can be diabetes. And when our insulin is resistant in our blood sugar, that is not good because the we're not absorbing the blood sugar and using it as energy. So without getting too complicated, this resistance starch can help our insulin be absorbed and therefore improve our blood sugars. Kind of gets confusing, but let's talk about resistant starches. They are fun to talk about. A resistant starch is a simple starch that passes through the small intestine without being digested. Makes sense, right? Starches that are resistant to digestion. Now, when we look at the body and we look at digestion, we put a food in our mouth, then it goes down the esophagus, then it goes into the stomach, Then it goes into the small intestines. From there, it goes to the large intestines and out our body. So these resistant starches, they have fibers that pass through the large intestine where they ferment and feed your healthy gut bacteria. There's so much talk about gut health and these resistant starches are key to feeding that good bacteria. Now, resistant starches can sometimes be man-made and they sometimes come naturally in your foods. And there are benefits to consuming these starches regularly. There are benefits to consuming these starches as part of your regular diet. There's many different types of starches, but I won't get into that because I feel like I'm already kind of confusing. But here's what it comes down to. The fact that plant foods provide so many benefits to our bodies. They are digested differently than, say, like a processed carb or like a cracker or something like that. So do not be afraid to eat those starchy vegetables. The next food... I want to talk about that many people shy away from is milk and i want to particularly talk about cow's milk cow's milk contains nine essential nutrients the first nutrient is calcium we know that helps build strong bones and teeth and reduce the risk of stress fractures and osteoporosis the second one is vitamin d vitamin d also helps absorb that calcium to sustain those that bone strength and it can even help fight inflammation the third essential nutrient is phosphorus. Phosphorus works along with the calcium and vitamin D for that bo- to keep our bones strong. It also helps support healthy tissue growth. The fourth essential nutrient is protein. Ugh, protein is so important in our bodies because it rebuilds, maintains, and repairs many body tissues, organs, muscles, bones. Nails and hair are all made up of protein. And just an FYI, one cup of cow's milk contains eight grams of protein, which when you look at the other varieties of maybe say almond milk or oat milk or those type of milks, they may contain one gram of protein. The fifth essential nutrient found in milk is Riboflavin. Riboflavin works with other nutrients to help convert food into energy, and it also plays a role in developing the nervous system. That's another one that helps convert nutrients into energy and also the body's enzymes. Number seven of essential nutrients, panothenic acid, that plays a role in our energy cycle, converting the carbs, protein, and fats to fuel. The eighth essential nutrient is vitamin B12. This is an important one. It helps build red blood cells and maintain the central nervous system. And the last, number nine, essential nutrient found in milk is vitamin A. That promotes the growth and important for vision, healthy skin, and healthy immune system. Now, I forgot to mention what essential means. When we talk about essential nutrients, those are nutrients that, that the body needs on a consistent basis. We need to obtain them from the diet. We do not have these essential nutrients in our bodies. We have to get them from food sources. That's why they are essential. I also want to point out the fat. Sometimes, depending upon the source of where the milk comes from, um, Milk can contain some healthy fats, such as CLAs, also known as conjugated linoleic acids, and omega-3s. These two fatty acids are linked in many health benefits, such as reducing the risk of diabetes and heart disease. Now, if you are unable to digest milk, that is totally fine. Nutrition is individualized. It's personalized. Um, My daughter has been lactose-free for years, and she just sticks to her almond milk, her coconut milk yogurt, and even coconut milk ice cream. So I get it. You do not want to feel yucky after you have milk. However, there are other types of cow's milk that do have the milk sugar called lactose that is taken out, such as lactaid. Um, Those filtered milks, such as Fairlife, they are lactose-free. So those may be an option. Kefir, which provides 10 live cultures of good bacteria, that is 99% lactose-free. So there are other options up there that you may be able to tolerate. I know for my daughter, we've tried them all and um, still just kind of getting those tummy issues in there. So we'll work on that. But if you enjoy a glass of milk, go ahead and have it. I know for myself... If I am a little bit hungry and maybe I'm out shopping or something, or I haven't, or I did not have a filling breakfast, I will enjoy a latte because I know it has protein, it fills me up and I'm good to go. The next food is pasta. I get the question, which pasta should I eat or should I not eat pasta? Does it have too many carbs? (laughs) But I really love pasta, it's easy to make. Um, I like to say, whichever pasta you enjoy. And yes, there are many, many different types of pastas out there from red lentil to garbanzo bean to chickpea to whole wheat, vegetable, omega-3. There are so many to pick from. And just this morning as I was shopping, I did pick up a regular box of enriched pasta and I think it was just a little over a dollar. And when I looked at the other pastas like red lentil pasta that cost over $3. So I think price is a huge thing to factor in when we're talking about which products should we buy or shouldn't we buy or what fits into our budget. And yes, those pastas do contain more fiber and protein than the, than regular enriched pastas, but I was even shocked when I turned over the label. They're really not, they really do not contain that much more. So let's look at a regular box of pasta. This one that I'm looking at is a rotini pasta and in a two ounce serving size, which probably equivalents to around a half a cup or so, maybe a little bit more. Those noodles provide three grams of fiber, which I was shocked, seven grams of protein, again, shocked, and 50% of your recommended daily intake of folate, plus a little bit of iron and other essential B vitamins. So again, in review. Pick the pasta you enjoy. And the last Mythbuster what should I buy? Ground beef, ground turkey, or ground chicken? And I will say there is less total fat in 99% lean ground chicken or turkey. Um, you cannot find a 99% lean ground beef. But chicken or turkey do not provide adequate amounts of iron. And iron is essential in providing oxygen to our bloods. If you are female or you feel tired a lot, you might be low in iron. And along with iron, beef is higher in zinc and vitamin B12. If you're not getting enough vitamin B12 in your diet, that can lead to vitamin deficiency like anemia. And zinc also helps improve your immune system. Therefore... 93% lean ground beef and 93% lean ground chicken have the exact same amount of fat. So if you like the flavor of beef better, go ahead and eat the beef. Sometimes I see ground chicken or ground turkey having this health halo that I don't always agree with, especially if you are deficient in iron. And if you are wanting to decrease the the total saturated fat levels, yeah, Chicken and lean ground turkey are lower in that category, but I think you can add each protein source and not have to limit one. Again, I give a general statement over here, depending upon your nutritional needs, this may be altered and you may need to speak with a doctor or a registered dietitian for more personalized information. So those foods that we once thought were maybe so-called bad or that had that health halo around them that we thought, I'm doing really good buying this. I just want to get a clearer picture in the nutrients that they provide. And that's what I love talking about. So... If you have any other questions about certain foods, please let me know. I would love to share them on the podcast or on my stories. It's so much fun to kind of dive in and show the pros and cons of each. And just remember, I think our biggest thing here is that food does not have morals. So so enjoy all foods. And if you want to improve your health, it really doesn't have to be that complicated. Oh, sometimes we overcomplicate things and we look too much into it. And then it just gets confusing and you don't even know where to start and you're overwhelmed. But take it simple. Add more colors to your diet, which adds more variety to your diet. That really helps improve your gut health, how you feel and your energy levels throughout the day. So message me if you have any others that I need to add to this list. And thank you so much for spending your time with me this week on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.